truly is a beautiful, beautiful night. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? I am your host, nay, your guide on this mystical journey that I like to call Chats with Chris Cypher. With your host, Chris Cypher. I am but nearly the vessel for you. Pilot your engine. Run it yourself. See, I think it's only logical for one to really need to go as far as spreading seed because it is then their job to water and grow it. If I speak in parables, it is your. Is it because it is your responsibility to decipher them? And if you may not understand, then you are not worthy. And then I have apologies for you, and I do feel bad. But yet, that is just the flow and the way of life. Yet, for those that do understand and have unlocked the key to life and ascension, how are you? I know right now I'm speaking with my voice, but I am actually communicating with you through the wave, through existence and being. See, my communications are yet but a vessel, or as you could say, a figment, a statement of metaphorical representation. For what the words that I intend to you are the words of the unspoken are the words of synchronicity and oneness and kindness but words at the end of the conversation remain just that empty symbols and vocal phrases that we use to communicate an idea a thought or a necessity. Now, <laughs> hold up. Do you ever just really like think about it though? How like words and numbers and stuff? Like somebody had to sit down and be like, okay, this is what like the N R or like, you know, it was uh, reading the Bible and stuff. And they said, um, in the Bible, they were trying and um, trying to build this tower. It's called the Tower of Babel, and they're trying to build it to the heavens. And they said if they could build to the heavens, and they would be equal with the gods. And uh, God saw this, and He said, "Like, what must we do?" And then He struck down the tower and uh, divided everybody across the world and split their languages so they wouldn't be able to communicate with each other so they wouldn't be able to rise up against him and test God now if that I mean if you're Christian like that's what you believe that you know where we get nations and languages from and um but like somebody had to like really I mean I mean I don't know anyway though (laughs) don't want to get political but it's nice biblical is fine it's a, it's a light, light seasoning. 
but you know gotta stick to the um, schedule here I do have um what is next on the list okay well analytical reasoning is you know versus intuition I guess so basically you know which is which is more important I guess okay and I would say it is actually a combination of both because because okay so you have your intuition and your intuition is some people call it like a conscious is a little voice in the back of your head when something is wrong or you shouldn't do something just um just like you know you know and you, a lot of people can choose to ignore that if they want to go on and do about them but I'm sure like honestly everything that I did bad or everything that like you know I knew that was a bad decision over like there's the voice in the back of my mind like hey you know you shouldn't do this <laughs> not gonna be a good idea and um you know logistical analysis is the reasoning and um you know conclusive reduction observing the situation lo- like you know logically and just saying okay like here is the facts and here's concrete what i know what i see and like what I know to be truth and there. So I think really it comes to a point where to get past, you know, into actually solid and stable spiritual level, you have to learn how to find the mixture between the two. You know, you have your intuition and your heart feeling and you feel that, but you feel that in it and you analyze that, you know, you can get lost in a situation and details and things like that, you have to look, not at the details, but beyond the big picture, to really even figure anything out, you know what I'm saying? Things didn't get more difficult, things didn't get more complex. Or anything like that. I used to think like, oh my goodness, you know, the world is changing so much. And yeah, I'm changing whatever like that. But it's been the same story for who knows how long. And the narrative really needs to come from the perspective of the general individual, you know, the majority of the population. And, uh, you know, stories need to be told. I mean, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you those stories because there's so many stories that need to be told and there's so many things in this universe that right in front of your eyes right at the tip of your tongue right in the back of your mind to the top of the chakra Zanana 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 and uh, I say you know really I do honestly promote meditation but the reason is, you know, people say like, oh, you have to be all studious and nudious and nudious about it, but like, whatever. I am 
do meditation, not religiously or ritualistically or sacrilegiously, logistically. I'm just saying that. First off, though, if you meditate for like to get somewhere, you know, my boy Ellen Watts, uh, check him out. He's a philosopher, really opened up my perspective when um, I started looking at like a philosophical point of view in life and just asking the questions that some would seem to be redundant or cliche and um, you know Alan Watts was talking about meditation and he said something like uh, you know when you meditate to get better you, you won't Basically, he was talking about um, if you, you know, like you see dancers and pianists and, uh, you know, like musicians, you don't see a ballerina dancing to, you know, it's not from a point in the room, you know, you're going to dance from here to there. It's about the art and the whole action as a whole. You're not dancing to get to point A or point B because then it would just be like moving in a straight line. And, you know, you know, music isn't... It isn't about getting to the end of the song. Otherwise, songs would just be, you know, everybody would be trying to make the shortest song. It's about... You do it because of the passion and because of the love of it and because of the expression because I am I study Buddhism and they have what they call six and um it's like superpowers but they really don't focus on they're like you know when you attain uh you know a, a equivalent balance of peace and kindness and forgiveness and poise and you are this in your meditation or you know you've like reached this mental state then you get this power like uh, of like telekinesis or like able to read minds or levitate or hail or like pyro or like stuff like that but um they really don't even like focus on it it's like ancient Hindu stuff you know as well but they really don't focus on that because that's not the reason behind the practice. You know, if you were to just try and accomplish total love for humanity just because you wanted to get that superpower, then that's not how it works. And that's, you know, because you're not genuine and you're not sincere, so you'll never be able to wholly acquire that and that's why they really, they really honestly don't even focus it like the, if you go find a, a Buddhist guru or anything, like you will never really hear them talking about, you know, getting powers or levitating and things like that. Now there have been stories, many accounts in India of teachers, you know, gurus doing, performing miracles actually like documented but you never hear them speaking 
about how they did them or like what is needed to actually get to that level because one um you know a person would be insincere to get there or even if they were as advanced enough to actually be able to energetically do that and they did it sincerely then they would grow they could risk the potentiality of growing a dark heart and becoming a inviable threat that is quite unnecessary so to keep the hooligans and foolish ones out many gurus and tactic teachers among the rest have they use uh, different methods to weed out the unworthy ones such as like speaking in riddles or conundrums and uh metaphors and such things as that because if you really don't even want to sit there and take the time to figure it out then you know whatever all fooling you and then if you do um actually figure it out yet there is still further uh precautions would say to prevent any unwanted advances by the alternative forces but that is not what i'm talking about what i am talking about is uh, riddles and parables parables one of my favorite uh parables in the bible i really did get into the bible so good it's such a good story but um is okay so a man built his house Near the sea, the sun rises over the horizon. The waves crash. Whoosh, seagulls. <coughs> A man walks along the seashore, gazes over. At what he believes to be the most beautiful sand dune that he has ever seen in the entirety of his life. Now, upon seeing this sand dune, to himself he thought he had formulated the most brilliant plan in his life. For himself, he thought to go and build a house upon that sand. And by golly, he labored and labored until he was done. And wiping the sweat from his brow, he looked up and smiled, sighed in relief, and said, Oh, bye, oh, bye. I love this land. I've built the house upon the sand. The whole time not thinking if the storms would stand. Now, meanwhile, a little bit ways but not too far down. There was a man that had also had a similar idea. Here is his story. A man, not too different than you and me, passed 
past and passed by all the sea Searching for tranquility And this man walked and walked And he walked some more He walked until his feet were sore Unto a spot of which he seen That would be the best for him to build his home abode with a perfect view of his friend with the house next to the seashore down below so he took this serious because it was real and he walked and walked up the highest hill the highest that he could possibly build and brought material for it tools and boulders and seamen with the foundation he built and then sued to live atop the hill where his house was built anew And the winds and the rain came in the strong wind on a beautiful, beautiful, almost full moon night. The strong winds came and blew and blew the houses. By the sea, the man was sleeping so soundly, but he awoke to the sound of wind first through his window. He woke with such a fright. Oh, ah, what does this? He looked in the whole hole foundation of his house was shaking for he built his house upon the sand and eventually the winds became so strong that they knocked on his little house now the man was so shaken, yet made it out just barely alive looking for shelter and refuge to seek and what other does he see but on top of the hill a little light that shines in the distance with no time to waste the man gathered himself and gathered his nearest things that he could fit in a sack and ran with his life up the hill towards the hill the wind and rain blistering his eyes as cold as ice like knife stabbing him with every droplet but yet he ran with his heart and he ran with his will and all of his might until he reached that top of the hill and fell to his knees at the door and banged and said let me in good sir for I made a huge mistake building my house on the sun, the sea was so beautiful to see, but when the winds came, 
and the waves roared. I had not the foundation to withstand. And the man gently opened the door, smiling with a towel and new clothes, and let him in. Welcome, the man said. Thank you, sir. Good sir. I was such a fool to build my house. Now everything I once had is lost, except for what I could fit in this sack. The man looked down at him and cracked somewhat of a smile and lightly said, you, sir, look quite hungry and tired. Would you care for some dinner and tea? Um, <laughs> that actually kind of sounds nice. Well, if you could just go to the shower and wash up. And then sit by the fire with me. And we will have dinner and tea. They bowed to each other. The man so grateful that he had taken him in. And he goes and washes up. The man goes to the kitchen, prepares the dinner and tea. And they both sit by the fire. First in silence. Listening to the crackling of the fire. Watching the flames dance over the sparkling logs. The man was quite hungry and tired from his long travel and journey, so he ate his food rather quickly. As he sat back and was sipping his tea, he began to ask the man, So, what made you choose to build your house? up on the top so high away from everybody we said first of all the view is beautiful I can see everything from up here but most importantly I knew that if I have a solid foundation then no matter what storm weathers my abode, my home, my kingdom will stand through.